Welcome to this week's episode of The Versatile Writer, the podcast that aims to help and support like-minded writers. If you're following each episode in detail, you'll notice that this was originally going to be the graphology episode. But I'm a little rebel and I've changed it. Graphology is coming in season six. This episode is on the topic of spring cleaning and self-care. Now, before I get into it, I wanted to remind you that this is the last episode of season five. The topics highlighted this season were hyperfocus, accountability, writing tips part one, beta readers, networking, sequels, writing tips part two, and today's spring cleaning and self-care. That's a lot of content and I hope you found it useful. Season six will be in eight weeks time because I'm now using the cycle of eight weeks a season, then eight off. In the time between seasons, I'll be seeking and preparing podcast episodes in time for the next one. Episode one of season six is planned to arrive in your podcast feed, if you subscribe, on 2nd of May. If 2nd of May sounds like a long way away and you want more episodes in the meantime, why not check out the two years worth of episodes beforehand? I've covered some quite fascinating topics over that time and, dare I say it, while the versatile writer evolved into what it is now. A few of those topics are about self-doubt, procrastination and NaNoWriMo. My take on the pros and cons of this writing challenge. So, on to today's episode, spring cleaning and self-care. It's really easy as a writer to focus wholeheartedly on your writing and not give much credence to self-care or spring cleaning. But I've discovered in the past few years that, without either, you can set yourself up to feel really awful. If you don't take care of yourself, it's obvious you're going to feel bad. And if you don't declutter your writing equipment, surroundings and environment, it only adds to the feeling of clutter, which in turn can make you feel bad. It's fair to say the change in the weather in the UK has prompted this topic and seeing the odd sunny day with tiny shoots appearing on the trees makes me realise it's the best time of year to focus on spring cleaning and a bit of self-care. I know these tips might not apply specifically to you because we all have different priorities so take from it what helps and discard the rest. For you, self-care might look like cleaning up your home. Decluttering is a biggie this time of year ensuring you remove all those things you don't use or need and re-gifting them or recycling them or upcycling them. Either of those might be the answer. As writers, books are usually the last thing to go. It doesn't matter if there are countless bookcases filled with them and none have ever been touched for over a decade. They're staying no matter what. It's tough, I know. I'm the same, mostly with notebooks though. My husband and daughter are the same with books and collectively we're really naughty with DVDs and CDs as well. In the days when movies were only on DVD and music on CDs, we'd collected a huge amount. As big movie buffs, it's not only a personal hobby, it's also something we enjoyed together as a family. But when the shelves are filled to capacity and the only place left is to put them in a separate pile next to the shelving, which creates a new pile just without the shelving, then there needs to be a clear-out. I've had to have a brutal clear-out a few times over the years, but I've always kept those movies that meant the most to me, whether it was the story itself, or the director, or most likely the actors in it. The same goes for your computer, or whatever you use to write on. 
So take a look at your computer files. It doesn't sound very self-care really, but if you think about it, the tools you use to write and create stories with, they need to be working well and be as effective as possible. So run a wipe over your keyboard to remove all of those crumbs you nibbled when writing. If you're anything like me, I do like a bowl of crisps or popcorn while I'm focusing on the words. For some reason, that crunch helps me concentrate better. Lastly, leaving your phone for an hour or two or longer might rest your brain. Some people use a whole month to stay away from social media, often January. But why not try that during a month that works better for you? But it's not all about digital decluttering. There's plenty to consider elsewhere. We've heard a lot about self-care over the past five years or so. A lot of it is from social media where people often talk about their mental health, which, thankfully, has also increased in the past decade. I used to work in mental health over a decade ago, and I know how difficult it was for people to talk about their mental state. But I'm one of those people that generally speaks more about it than I don't. So for me, there's no stigma. If I'm not feeling great in my head, I tell people. Although self-care isn't all about mental health, but it is a large part of it. First of all, sleep is probably the first thing. Then meditation, maybe listen to music. Let's start with each of them. I really do need a lot of sleep. So if I go to bed at 1 or 2am after editing or writing, and I get up at 7 or 8, I still find I need to nap around 2. I work from home, so I'm rarely far from my laptop should I be needed. However, napping in the afternoon is a major necessity for me the older I get. That said, I discovered I needed the nap when I was around 25, so maybe it's just a me thing and not my age. Whatever it is, I'm way more productive after the nap rather than fighting it. I also get really, really grouchy as well if I don't have that nap. My husband works from home most days as well, so if I'm really, really grouchy, it's not a great day for either of us. Meditation. I generally listen to one specific person when I meditate. I listen to Jason Stevenson. He's an Australian who specialises in anxiety. So I've listened to him a few years now, almost five actually. Years and years and years ago, I was advised by my GP to meditate to alleviate the anxiety that I feel on a daily basis. Now, aside from medication, which yes, I do take, and I have been for a dozen years or more, meditation really does help me. It may help you too, it may not. Some accents for me are melodies in my ears and some are troublesome. I've discovered that in addition to American and Scottish, Australian is one I'm drawn to. Because of this, hearing a meditation in that accent helps me fall into the visualisation quicker and remain there longer. Afterwards, I feel so much better. Maybe it will work for you too. Now let's talk about music. I've found that my musical taste changes with whatever I'm writing. If I'm writing fiction, I'll probably listen to classical music. If I'm editing, probably the same. If it's promotional stuff for my business or non-fiction, I might not listen to anything. Often the white noise of everyday life is music enough to focus on. But that's while working. With self-care in mind, I may well focus on lyrics, so show tunes might be apt here. I'm a big lover of movie soundtracks too, and specifically the composer John Williams. Jurassic Park, Harry Potter, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Superman... The list is almost endless and they conjure so many images, which is really good. 
There are other composers too that I love, including Howard Shaw for Lord of the Rings, Alan Silvestri with The Mummy Returns, Hans Zimmer with Pirates of the Caribbean and Gladiator, to name just a few. I'm sure you can hear me smiling as I think about these pieces of music and the films they're attached to. So that's music. Heavy rock might do it for you. Punk. Who knows? Nature is a huge help for me as well. It really helps declutter my mind and balances me. Even if it's just about walking to the shops instead of driving or using public transport. If you're feeling particularly low, please seek professional help. At the very least, talk to someone. I'm not a professional mental health expert, but my door is open if you want to chat. Other ways to care for your mind is to do something that isn't writing related. I know this might sound strange being a writing related podcast, but there are times when the last thing you want to do is write. Writing comes from a mind that generates ideas and creates characters and gives to the page and gives to the reader. Sometimes you can't give anymore. Sometimes you need to just be. So reading might be helpful taking information in rather than putting it out. I also occasionally knit. I find crafts are really good for me. I used to be heavily into crafts, card making, dressmaking, jewellery making and the such. So I have a supply that needs to be used up. I'm hoping to use that as part of my spring cleaning. Another thing I'd thoroughly recommend is, and this might sound a little random even for me, but avoid those who vent about subjects you really don't enjoy. For me, that would probably be news and politics on social media. Politics is one of those topics that can divide a room. The result is often anger or frustration, even violence, and for those reasons alone I tend to avoid these people whose timelines are filled with it, even if they're writers. Caring for your body. Some of the ideas I've come up with are have a bubble bath, have a fragrant bubble bath, Spray yourself with your favourite scent or aftershave. Buy yourself a pair of sparkly shoes and dance, even if you're just dancing in the kitchen. Buy yourself a treat. That is to say if your thing is golf or tennis or motor racing, a day spa or something else. Buy yourself a day treat and enjoy every moment. In keeping with the sensory help for my mental health, I like to buy myself a bunch of flowers each week. I usually buy the discounted ones because they're still good and I feel a bit sorry for them so I give them a good home for the time they have left. It's usually about a week depending on the flower so it's fine and they last long enough that when I go shopping again I'll pick up another bunch. I often post close-ups of them on social media so if pictures of flowers is your thing why not look me up? I'm at SJBWrites on Twitter, Sarah Bannum, B-A-N-H-A-M on Facebook and s.j.banham, no spaces, on Instagram. One other sensory thing I do for my mental health is to take photos of birds and nature. I have a couple of bird feeders in my garden and regularly buy feed to lure them down and then take a few pictures. Bit cheeky, I know. They don't know, but they're probably stars. Who knows? Again, I post these to social media so I can share them. Yeah, there's a joke waiting to be made here, isn't it? Yeah, sometimes it's on Twitter. I also enjoy taking really abstract pictures of nature too. So don't be surprised if you go on my feeds and see some of those pictures. Black and white is particularly atmospheric, but sometimes colour seems to work better. You decide. It's the creative eye we have, isn't it? If it's not writing, 
or craft is photography. I hope some of these tips have helped you think about ways to engage with self-care and sprinkling in your home, your writing and your writing resources and devices. It's been worthwhile highlighting some of them here because it means I can get them done too. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Versatile Writer on the topic of spring cleaning and self-care. I'm now off to do exactly that. Bye for now.